Welcome back to the Reading Blues podcast, the place to find out more about the school and to connect with staff, pupils and parents at a deeper level. Each week we'll be interviewing people within the school community, asking them questions and spending time understanding more about them and more about the school. In this episode, we speak to Matt Wharton, Grounds Manager at the school. Because, if you haven't gathered by now, this podcast is about hearing from all parts of school life. And I think you're going to like this one. Matt's going to explain to us just how he and his team keep the grounds looking like they do what he thought about the grounds when he first arrived on the day that he was interviewed, and also what some of the things are that we can all do at home to improve the look of our own lawns. But we also find out from Matt some of the great places in the UK that we can visit to really appreciate some incredible grounds. We never need to go far in this country to find some fantastic places. So let's explore the world of Reading Bluecoat through the eyes of Matt Wharton. Matt, thank you for joining us on the Reading Blues podcast. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm very well, thank you, Simon. Yeah, it's um, I'm sat here with a cup of coffee. It's very uh, it's it's not too early, but um, yeah, I, I did think to myself, oh, eight o'clock. <laughs> we normally start we normally start eight o'clock, but yeah, I'm sat here looking out the window, um, and it's um, it's overcast and grey, and um, yeah, it sort of scuffles my plans for the day really. But um, but keeping positive, we're um, we'll get going and and hopefully get set up ready for the the sport this weekend. So what plans did you have for today and how are they changed by the weather if it's a bit overcast and a bit drizzly? Well, we've got a full fixture list tomorrow for the cricket. We've got a prefix barbecue tonight. Okay. So we were we were due to set up the cricket, which is which is undercover at the moment. Mm-hmm. So lots of cutting out, uh, rolling the strips. And then moving on to organise marquees, uh, barbecues, seating uh, mm-hmm. for the prefects barbecue tonight. Fingers crossed. Hopefully it goes on. Fingers crossed it does go ahead. I guess events like this just really haven't been happening for the last, what, 12 months at least at, at Reading Bluecoat. That's right. And um, and I think it's, it's, it's good and important that we, um, we carry on doing them now, um, especially with the, the COVID restrictions sort of easing a little bit now. Um, but everything's, you know, the school are fantastic being safe and um, uh, there's been lots of outdoor events happening at the moment. Um, yeah. But no, no, it's, it, is, it, is, it is difficult, but, um, but good at the same time at the moment. Okay, so Matt, we're going to be talking about your involvement in the school, looking at the school grounds and stuff like that as well. But tell me a little bit about your own school when you were young, your own education, where you went to school and what you did after you left school. Yeah, no, I, I grew up in a, in a small little village um, out in Oxford, uh, Stonesfield, which is out Woodstock Way. It's a little primary school I went to. It was a, it was a great little school, to be fair. And then went on to a senior school um, in Woodstock. Um, which is just uh, the back garden of Blenheim Palace. So we our cross country running was around Blenheim Palace, which was fantastic. Nice. And then um, we sort of I, I went to went to college. Um, I was very interested in getting involved in the in the services at the time, so in police or fire, and sort of went to study a, a public service course mm-hmm. uh, for a couple of years, and then sort of fell fell into um, what I, I'm doing now really. Uh, um, saw a job at Oxford University as a gra- as a grounds person mm. and at the time I thought oh, that sounds interesting and good um and I and I, to be fair I love sports and I love outdoors so it was something you know took my eye really at the time so what brought you to Reading Bluecoat in that case 
Well, it's, it's, it's been a long, re- <laughs> it's been a 20 year working in school environment, really. Um, I started at Oxford University, like I said, um, as a grounds person working with the, with the cricket mm-hmm. and got to watch some fantastic cricket at the time. And then moved, I was very lucky enough to, to move to get a job at Radley College at the mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. and started out uh, my sort of journey um, from there really to working my way all the way up to a uh, deputy grounds moon at, at Radley. And you know, it was a fantastic place to, to learn the job really. Um, mm-hmm. It's a big boarding, big boarding school, um, fantastic facilities. And, and then very lucky to see Reading Bluecut come up um, as, as grounds manager um, and went for it. Loved, loved the place. I think it, it, it had that, that same sort of value as working at, in a boarding environment, the community, you know, we were playing football. There was five-a-side football in the evenings with the teachers and it, 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 uh, lots of community stuff going on. And, and um, yeah, I haven't looked back really. I've been here eight years now and it's been fantastic. So on the day when you first arrived, maybe when you first arrived for an interview, actually, at Reading Bluecoat, I imagine that in the capacity of the position that you're applying for, you probably arrive and the first thing you're doing, you're looking around at the grounds themselves. What was your first impression when you arrived and you're looking at them? Stunning. Absolutely stunning. We sit on the, you know, on top of the, um, sit on the Thames, beside the Thames, and it's just a stunning sight. Um, Very compact, small, um, from what I was used to. You know, I think we're 46 acres in total mm-hmm. where I was working at Radley where 200 acres so the difference is there but absolutely stunning and it, to me it was a, a blank canvas as such which was fantastic you know I could put I could put my name to the place and um, use all my knowledge what I've, I've learned over the years to to improve the facilities really so yeah I think that's what I was I was really looking at when I when I arrived and so much variety as well. I mean, you know, the woodlands here is just fantastic. Mm. Um, so there's so much to get involved with, really. So if you arrive then and you see it, and I think you described it as stunning, then is that a little bit daunting as well, thinking that you're taking on that responsibility of continuing that? A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I think um, especially when you do to come to such a prestigious school, you know, you, you know what's involved, you know how busy the environment is um, hmm. and you want to do the best job possible, really, and make it an environment for all to enjoy. And that, I think that's where it's, for me, is, is the responsibility of, of making sure that, you know, every, everyone enjoys going outside and playing on the sports pitches. Um, everyone enjoys going into the woodlands and having a lovely stroll through the, through the woodland walks. So, yeah, that's, I think that's the pressures that, um, that I face, really. Hmm. of keeping the area nice now it really sounds like your heart is in your job it sounds like you're passionate about what you do but I imagine that if we went back to your former self when you were at that primary school in Oxfordshire then it's probably a position that you might not even have known existed at the time so if I asked a sort of an eight-year-old Matt what he might want to do when he's older what would you have said that's a very good question I I, I would have I would guess I was such an outdoor person as a child as well, and definitely, definitely something outdoors. Mm. You know, every young boy's dream is it was a sort of fireman, a soldier, or something like that. Really, <laughs> I think you know, I was always yeah. fixed on that as well. But mm. it was definitely something I would, you know, something that involved working outdoors would would be better. I, you know, I'm I'm not the most academic person, and and I think. Um, you know the the opportunities 
of what I do now are massive. Um, mm. And mm. Um, so, yeah, definitely, definitely something outdoors. No, interesting. And then when you're looking around the site at Reading Bluecoat, what's your favourite season? What what time of year does it look best? Spring here, hundred percent. You know, it's um, the cutting of the grass, um, the smell of the grass. You know, the sm- seeing the daffodils, the snowdrops come out. Mm-hmm. It's just such a nice time of the year, and especially here at the school, where the, you know the, the woodlands become come into their own uh, with the blue boughs out. Um, there's some lovely areas. And it's a time, funny enough, that we start getting really busy as well. Um, you know, after a long, long winter, looking after the machinery, uh, getting it all ready for the for the summer season, and the, the long rainy days we have here, um, mm-hmm. it, it it definitely is a pleasure to start seeing spring arrive. So around about this time of year, then, in that case. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Um, yeah, certainly April. I think we we start seeing. To be fair, though, it's getting earlier and earlier. Some of the, um, I mean, I've seen daffodils come out in December at them. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 definitely yeah April time that I start seeing changes and start really getting outside and sort of breathing the nice warm air and and thinking, oh, we're we're nearly here. We're nearly into summer. And all the trees go from being without leaves, don't they, to suddenly just green. That's right. Yeah. No, it's 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 stunning. And some of the, the, the blossom that comes out, it really is a pleasure to, to walk around and, and look. Um, uh, we've got a, a magnolia walk, um, which is just stunning. Um, mm. Come the spring and starts, you just start seeing the, the smells walking down there. Now, it's a very, very pretty sight in the spring. So when, whenever we take a look at the pictures at Reading Bluecoat, they always look immaculate. And students spend their lives, of course, running across them doing their sport. How do you keep them looking so immaculate like that? It's it's a it's a difficult task, especially here, um, as we are such a compact site. We really do make sure all our renovation processes are in place and getting on there at the right times to do the jobs when the when the students aren't here. Really, are really important. Hmm. Funny enough, you know, spring springtime is one of one of them really. When um when they go away for the Easter holidays, we're able to get on uh, and renovate the rugby pitches, football pitches, which turn into cricket outfields. Hmm. But that's those two weeks. That period of two weeks is really is when we start overseeding, uh, top dressing, and that's really important in the sense that um, of getting co- I call it coverage back onto the pitches. Um, after a long winter, we, we gain a lot of thatch content in the surfaces, um, so we need to scarify them out and then reseed and then retop dress and lots of aeration into them. I mean, that's another important fact: the, the compaction that we get from from the from the students um, mm-hmm. is trying to get some air in, into the surfaces. Really, so it's it's uh, it's definitely timings, and from my experience, just being really good on on planning and, and forward thinking, really. So what tips have you got for people at home? I'm thinking about my back garden right now, actually, (laughs) (laughs) about how to make that lawn look a little bit better. You talk about things like scarifying. These are words I've never heard before even. But what can people be doing at home to improve how their own lawns look? I think um, certainly making sure it's kept simple. I mean, that's what I always say to my guys here um, at the school. We just keep things simple, you know, and that's you know, little things like sharpening, making sure before 
the summer begins before you start cutting, sharpening the blade. You know, if that's your, your rotary mower that you've got, mm-hmm. taking off the blade off of that uh, and buying a new blade, which is £20, you know, and just simple little techniques that actually would make a massive difference to the plant's health. You know, a blunt blade, uh, just like if you're cutting your hair, you don't get a, a good cut, you get a tear, which then increases disease into the plant. Oh, I see. Um, so making sure that cut is sharp. Yeah. And that makes a massive difference. And edging, edging a lawn. I mean, I always say to the guys here that it doesn't matter how bad your lawn is. If you've got a straight a straight edging on your borders and you're around your lawn, mm. the eye goes to that first instead of the lawn. And it, it really, and it does make a difference. Mm. And then just, again, forward planning, making sure that um, you're putting some regular feed into it and you're hitting those times for to do some renovation um, on your lawn uh, just before the summer starts mm-hmm. and getting lots of lots of grass in there really because um, bare, bare areas are, are where the weeds are going to come in um, so it really is making sure the coverage on on there is is fantastic how about large patches of moss how to get rid of those and replace them with with grass well mo- moss is yeah the b- big one for us as well really we tend to um hit it with um, iron um, a lot of people don't realize but iron kills kills the moss um high contents of iron okay um so we normally hit that hard with iron and then scarify it out really and, and sorry what, what what is scarifying I, I have to ask on behalf of me and people listening <laughs> <laughs> sorry yeah so it's it's removing that layer of dead matter over oh, okay. which is over the winter um right. and that's just a, a mechanical process really hmm. um and it, it just it, it, i call it ripping out the thatch really and the uh, and the and the bad um the bad growth yeah so it's just a process that a mechanical process really hmm. that hmm. we use and it's and to be fair it's simple it, and it's quite you can you can buy a little scarifier or you can you can rent a scarifier really from any anywhere really well, this is a new word I've never heard before, so, so <laughs> every day's a school day. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt, let's jump back into the school grounds then. Uh, tell me about the wooded area and about the mass planting that's been going on there. Yes, um, due to, so we were, I was very lucky enough, we've got a, a fantastic guy, um, he probably won't mind me telling, saying his name on here, Ali, uh, Professor Ali Driver, um, who's a great friend to the, to the school, came to me and um, was lucky enough to, uh, have been awarded a grant application for woodland planting okay and said would the, the school be interested in offering up a, a piece of land towards that grant mm-hmm. um so um we took it to the to the headmaster at the time and it, the woodlands has always been uh something that the school have wanted to use outdoor education mm. um so they're very very keen on on doing it really and it developed really into something that we were able to uh, put in place a 10-year felling license plan for the woodlands we okay. had surveys done and we were very fortunate that we, we, we were given a small amount of money to to do it uh, and obviously the school have put in some money to it as well mm. but the area we did in the in the winter as we're calling it one one e was a clearance procedure really first of um we've got a lot of invasive laurel within the woodland um and unfortunately a lot of um ash dieback which is happening all around the country at the moment so we were we were able to foul quite a lot of that and then have a big replanting scheme um which 
I think we've planted around about 12, 1,200 um, wow. tr- trees and shrubs, really. Wow. Uh, predominantly, some of that was beech and hornbeam, um, and then a lot of understory planting. So it was, a, oh, it was a fantastic project to be part of. And what's great about it, you're planting for the future. And that's what I, I love doing. And we've had you know so many people come come around and help and help out. Some of the students got involved in planting trees. And um, no, myself and the team have just had a fantastic winter in in preparing it really and getting it ready. So I guess you've got to have a real sort of confidence in what you're doing for the future because essentially what you're doing really is is spending some of the school funds on things that people don't necessarily see immediately. So it's not like it creates an instant wow factor, but you know, knowing that the future generations will appreciate the work that you're doing now. Is that right? Oh, 100%. Yeah, no, um, I won't get to, to see its full um, full growth come in you know, 100 years' time, but it, it's it's something really important, I suppose, is um, is the word that, you know, future generations of students will be able to go go down and, um, and, and walk um, in an area that has been... Um, is replanted hmm. you you walk down there now i mean some of the beech trees that are over 150 years old are just incredible the hmm. canopies on them are fantastic and it really does give you an insight and i mean unfortunately it's got really good history the woodlands here in the sense that it was really sort of left because of the war they 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 went off to war and, and left it and it, it becomes sort of overgrown over the years and hmm. mismanaged and um and it's really great to get it's been, it's been a great project to get involved in and and start work on really. When, when you're looking at the whole estate, what's your favourite part of it to be in? Ooh, um, that's a great question. I really love the 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 school the middle of school site. I think it's such a vibrant area. The kids walking around. Um, Again, going back to spring, especially in spring when everything's flowering and mm. and you've got such an active site. I mean, that's what's been the unfortunate part with COVID and um, over the when the schools were closed, it, it just didn't feel right. The school when the mm. kids when the uh, the pupils were here, and I think um, now certainly you know, when they're back, uh, I would say the the middle of school site I think is a really vibrant area to be in and very active. Looking ahead then to summer, I'm thinking about the fact that we're recording this in May and in the summertime, I'm imagining that a lot of UK people won't be going abroad because of everything that's been going on, taking holidays instead in the UK. What sort of grounds are there around the UK that you might recommend families go and visit? Maybe some National Trust properties or anywhere like that. Which places really stand out for you? Well, we, we funny enough, oh, I'll take my... Um my family a lot of the times um Bournemouth really um okay. we love going to Bournemouth and mm-hmm. um we've, there's a lovely garden area just on the edge of the beach um that we can you can go and walk around is that the one where you can walk through it to get to the town center from that's the beach? right yes yes and um it's sort of best of both worlds really the kids can you know go down to the beach and have a run on the beach and then they we can come up and if you start getting a little bit too hot we can go and miranda through the the lovely gardens there Mm. so that's um that's one of the one of the places that Mm -hmm. um we certainly love going to but again going back to um my childhood days you know blenheim palace um you know if you could have a day out in blenheim it's just just an amazing place to go and walk around uh, and getting you know go and see the history of the building and and the grounds itself um just a stunning walk really hmm. um funny enough we we're hopefully um going on on holiday 
which is that um, into Scotland. So it's something I've always wanted to do. Okay, right. Um, so we're going to sort of head head our way up to Scotland uh, in in the back end of July um, and have a have a road trip around there, which which should be lovely. You're not going to be in Midge's territory, though, are you? No, I hope not. <laughs> you, you don't want to be eaten by those things, do you? We, we don't want to be eaten by those things. Yeah, we get enough of them here around here. <laughs> uh, we need to bring this to a close in a minute. But for anyone who's heard anything and might have a follow-up question about the grounds, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Well, certainly um, most of the time, um, pop down to uh, to GMAC, really, our, um, our new site, and come say hello, really. Um, okay. We're always welcome visitors and come and um, have a chat to to me and me and the guys we're very welcoming down here so um yeah if anyone has any questions and the gmac tell me what that is grounds maintenance and activity center so we've oh. just been built um so it's um it's it's impressive i've had six probably best part of six years in a tin shed <laughs> <laughs> so um it, yeah yeah i could tell a funny still in my old office um you used to have to scrape scrape the um the computer screen off mm-hmm. with frost that's how cold it got in there oh, you're um, but now we've got this amazing purpose-built grounds activity center mm-hmm. and it's just fantastic absolutely fantastic and the, the um, myself and my team are just yeah working out of it's been a privilege really well uh, matt thank you for your time thanks for coming on to this podcast episode it's been great talking to you it's been great getting some tips as well about how to manage your own back garden thanks very much for your time no problem at all thank you simon and that was matt wharton talking about the school grounds at reading Bluecoat. thoroughly enjoyed talking to you matt thank you for coming on to the podcast this week if you want to get in touch with matt then contact the school and ask for him he'll probably be somewhere close to that gmac that he mentioned and he'll be able to help you and also don't forget that our next episode is coming out soon so be sure to follow this channel and it just means that when the next episode is released you'll receive a small notification which means you won't miss it so look after yourselves but in the meantime thank you for listening to this episode and we'll see you again next time bye for now